At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Sweaty Sash Podcast. My name is Callie. If you are new here, welcome. I am so glad you are here today. This is your go-to guide for all things health and wellness, motivation, self-care, just helping you live and be and thrive as your best, sweatiest self. So every single week, I start off my podcast episode by telling you guys what my sweatiest moment of the week was. Basically, this is just a moment when I felt like I was really embodying my highest self and being my best. As always, it is never a form of bragging to you. I simply want to show you that you should always be proud of yourself and hype yourself up. It is not narcissistic. It is healthy and loving. So this week, I honestly have been having kind of like a weird week. I don't really know why, but I've just been feeling like an emotional hurricane. Actually, I know why. It's because I'm getting my period in like two days. So as you probably know, if you're a girl listening to this, whenever you get your period, you are, oh my gosh, like everything makes you cry. At least for me, it does. So I have been, last night, I was at my boyfriend's house and I was like about to leave and I don't know why, but like I got so emotional and I, so he hugged me, like he hugged me by and I started to cry and he was like what's wrong obviously as a boy he's like what the heck why is my girlfriend crying over nothing and basically I was just feeling so overwhelmed my classes from college started and just the change of my schedule has just been getting to me and I've just been feeling like stressed to put it simply so after that whole situation happened, he's so nice to me. I swear I'm crazy sometimes. I got in my car and I put on Spotify music to cry to. <laughs> Playlist. I'm saying this and I'm realizing how ridiculous I sound. So I was listening to music to cry to in the car and I was crying in the car over pretty much nothing. Just you know, just feeling down. And I got home. I went to bed at 9.30. I just shut off my phone, went to bed and woke up at like 8.30, slept in for me. And yeah, I felt better. So that was my sweatiest moment. It's just, you know, 
I always, I think something I struggle with personally is letting emotions happen. I like to push them to the side and just ignore them and say, I'm okay. When in reality, I'm really not okay. Last night, I just wasn't okay. And I didn't really have a reason to be not okay. But I just, you know, I I let the emotions happen. As a result today, I've been feeling better. So, you know, gotta get that good cry out. Let it happen. Don't be hard on yourself. If you need a night to just, you know, be sad. Just take care of yourself. You are your priority. End of the day. Your emotions are everything and your happiness. So that was my moment of being sweaty this week. Also, I have been doing the Sweaty Love Challenge as well. If you are interested, it is my 14-day guide to having a beautiful, loving relationship with yourself. It is linked in the show notes and I promise you it is going to be so worth it. It is investing in yourself. This guide gives you exclusive workouts. It gives you daily journal prompts and daily self-love challenges that are so incredibly fun. I honestly recommend getting the guide and doing the challenge with your friends as well. Holding yourself accountable with your friends. You can talk about what you're doing for the challenges, all that fun stuff. So check it out. It's linked below. And I promise it is worth it. So anyway, that is the sweatiest moment of the week. And basically, this episode today, I am so freaking excited about it. I have a guest on this week, second guest of the podcast. And let me tell you, this girl, she is so freaking cool. So freaking cool. So her name is Maddie Miles. She is from Austin or she lives in Austin, Texas. And Maddie basically is a hormonal guru. This girl helps women hack their hormones and help them regain control of their bodies and their cycles. Maddie has a podcast called the Maddie Miles Podcast. And I listened to part one of cycle or no seed cycling. I think it's called that seed cycling. Um, yesterday and let me tell you so helpful I just think that a lot of women's health just isn't talked about enough and Maddie holds back does not hold back at all and I love that about her she is a ray of bubbly sunshine and we get into so many details about how to make your periods more manageable best foods to eat workouts to do on your period And we're basically just demystifying this world that isn't talked about enough by our doctors and our friends and family. So I hope you love this podcast. Oh, one more thing. We also talk about eating disorders as well. Maddie struggled in the past with anorexia for so many years of her life and she gives her tips on how she overcame anorexia and how she doesn't let it trigger her anymore. So Maddie is a freaking queen, as you probably can tell from this intro. And I am just so excited for you to listen to her this episode. We're honestly going to do a part two. I'm just obsessed with her. So on that note, I'm going to let you get right into this. I hope you enjoy the show and make sure you are subscribed to my podcast, leave a review and follow me on the sweaty sash as well. Let me know how you like this episode as well. Okay, let's get into this. No more holding back. Here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the sweaty sash. I am so excited because today I have a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Maddie, 
And Maddie, if you want to introduce yourself, just tell them more about yourself, what you do. Hi. Hi, Callie. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I love podcasts. I just started my own not too long ago, just like four or so months ago. And it is so much fun. So when you asked me to join you on this podcast, I was so down for it. <laughs> I love talking on podcasts. I love talking about all things, all things women's health um, and, you know, especially hormones. So I am honored to be on here today and to connect with your following and to educate and inspire inspire everyone. Um, a little bit about me. So I am an integrative health practitioner that specializes in female hormones. Um, so I've had a qu quite an interesting health journey myself, um, you know, from everything. And we can get into this in the podcast if you want to. But yeah, I've, I've had a very interesting health history, which got me into um, integrative medicine and just healing the body on a natural level. And so once I learned how to heal my body naturally, I was like, well, heck, I need to share this with the world. And um, you can't unlearn everything that you learn. So I just knew I had to help other people with their, with their overall health, both mental, emotional, um, and physical. So I just want to like rewind a little bit. What it got you into the health world? What did you go through that made you who you are right now? Yes. Great question. So I was, I've just had, I sort of grew up with like a whole host of symptoms that were diagnosed with like certain diseases. So, um, you know, I had anxiety that I was clinically diagnosed with from a very young age around um, fourth grade, I was diagnosed with anxiety, and depression and insomnia. And, you know, I was never really explained why I felt that way and, you know, how I could, um, you know, help my body and change my lifestyle choices to make myself feel better. It was more just like, oh, you, you know, it runs in the family and there's not much you can do, but you can go see a therapist. So, you know, that's sort of how I lived my life. And then it was obviously not working and I still didn't feel happy. And so it was around seventh grade that I um, I developed an eating disorder and was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa, which with anyone who has had an eating disorder, um, you know, it's all about control. And I didn't feel like I had control in a lot of other areas of my life, especially with like the anxiety and the depression and having that gone, you know, untreated for so many years, I, it manifested itself in an eating disorder. So, you know, at the start, or it was actually towards like the mid to end of seventh grade, um, I developed an eating disorder and I struggled with anorexia on and off from the end of seventh grade throughout my senior year of high school. And I say on and off because I have incredible parents who love me to death and they noticed that I was really sick and they definitely did not let the eating disorder slide under the rug. They were constantly putting me in and out of different treatment programs, whether it was hospitalization programs, partial hospitalization, or outpatient. Um, they tried anything and everything, and it would work, quote unquote, in terms of, you know, weight restoration. But emotionally, I wasn't, I still didn't see myself as sick. I didn't see that there was a problem. I was very stuck in my own ways. So I would get out of these programs once I was weight restored, and then I would re relapse. So it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I had a very defining life moment where I was, again, laying in a hospital bed, hooked up to a feeding tube and an IV, 
and I was at one of my lowest points in all regards. And I was like, whoa, I need to, I really need to get help. And I need to like be serious about this. And it's no longer mom and dad forcing me into this. Like I need to go into this wholeheartedly knowing that if I don't get help, never mind going to college or having kids or getting married, like I won't even live to get to go to college. So um, it was a really eye-opening moment for me. And I'm so grateful for that moment. It, it took five, a little bit over five years, but I eventually got there. And, um, you know, it wasn't as easy as like, oh, I'm going to get better. I see that there's a problem. And then boom, the next day I was better. It took a lot, a lot of time and energy and it was hard and um it took years of me having to really stick at it in order to recover not only emotionally but on a physical level too you know after uh starving my body and really just like you know <sighs> demonizing my body for so many years i had a lot of work to do in terms of like everything from my gut to my digestion, to my immunity, to my bones, to my hair, my skin, like I had to do it all. And I decided I was going to do it the natural way because that's really the only way that you can heal your body is by healing it, addressing the root causes and um, addressing them and taking care and nurturing your body. So that's what I did and I flip and loved it. It was a journey and it still is a journey. Um, but it's so much fun. And that's what inspired me to start my blog and to connect with other people. And then that turned into like this whole kind of brand that I didn't even expect to like build around myself, but it turned into a brand. And I was like, whoa, like people actually care about what I say and I'm actually helping people. And that has been the coolest, most rewarding part of everything that I do is that I actually get to help people with their health and make them feel better. Like that is the coolest job ever. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's like my like story in a nutshell. Um, and I can obviously get deeper into any parts of it that you want me to. I'm an open book, I should say. Like everyone knows this from my blog. I'm sure people can just pick up from my Instagram page, but I'm an open book. I will talk about anything from poop to periods to eating disorders, like literally you name it, I'll talk about it. <laughs> I love it. I'm the same way. I will talk about literally whatever. But I want to, okay, so I want to get a little bit deeper on, so now that you have pretty much recovered from this, do you ever deal with any of the eating disorder mental things ever be, I don't know how to say this, do you ever feel like triggers happen in your life? And if you do, kind of how do you work through the triggers? That's a great question. So I honestly don't feel triggered anymore. Um, now this is because I obviously went through, um, you know, specific schooling to get my integrative health practitioner license. And with that came a whole, I mean, I just was immersed into like the actual science and um, the science behind nutrition and exercise and how the body works. And so now, you know, cause what used to trigger me was like seeing fad diets, you know, especially like hopping on Instagram, on social media and, you know, seeing an influencer work out a certain way or eat a certain way. And then me going, Oh my gosh, is, is that the way that I'm supposed to be working out? Or is that the way I'm supposed to be eating? And it was incredibly triggering, especially when I was going through recovery 
But now being on the other side in terms of like, not only am I healthier, both emotionally and physically, um, which definitely helps in terms of like not getting triggered because it's like, well, I feel great. So clearly I'm doing something right for myself, you know, Um, but also just, you know, having that uh, science background and knowledge and knowing like, hmm, I actually know how I need to eat and how I need to move my body the extra lifestyle changes that I need to do in terms of meditation and yoga, I know what works for my body. So I actually don't get triggered at all anymore. I mean, I hop on, if anything, I sometimes get worried, I would say for other people, if I see them, you know, eating a certain way or exercising a certain way that seems a little um, harsh on their bodies um, or not really good for their health. I would say, if anything, it comes out of like love and compassion. I'm like, I want to help them. But in terms of myself and being triggered, no, I don't. And it's amazing. And I'm so glad that you asked that because I haven't really done like a person, I don't know, a quote unquote personal check on myself in a while of like, how am I doing with the eating disorder? Just because like, it's been so long. And I guess that's a good sign of recovery as well is that you don't even have these little check-ins with yourself anymore. You're just like, I just feel great and I think great and this is my life, you know? Um, You know, my eating disorder is definitely a thing of the past and it's something that I use to my advantage to, to help other people. And, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I, you know, there are definitely times in my life where I do notice that the eating disorder likes to creep back in because again, it's a thing of control and it's something that I used as, a way to control things. I say it in a weird voice like that because eating disorders is actually a total lack of control. You feel like you're in control, but you really don't have control. And, but anyway, I mean, when I moved here to Austin, Texas um, last May, I was going through a little bit of a tough time in the summer. You know, I was questioning my move. I was questioning the relationship that I was in at the time. And I did notice that I had really bad body image during that time. Now, that being said, I didn't give into behaviors. I didn't eat less. I didn't exercise more, but I did have like a span of a couple of weeks where I was like, dang, my body image is so bad, but I knew why, you know, I knew it was because I was stressed in other facets of my life. Um, But that was the last time that I, you know, had any type of like body image um that's amazing yeah it's it's really cool and it's it's cool that you asked me that because like I said you know I kind of just I don't even think about it you know unless it comes up which is very very rare so it's cool to get a little like checkup and be like hey I am doing really well so pat on the back (laughs) I'm so happy for you that's amazing wait super side note question where did you move from before Texas So I did undergrad at the University of Missouri. So I was in Columbia, Missouri. And before that slash during those four years, um, I was in Chicago and in Colorado. So I grew up in Chicago and I wasn't born there, but I was raised there from two years old up until college. And, um, but I've also, I mean, I lived in Austin, Texas one summer for an internship. I lived in Spain for studying abroad. And uh, I've kind of just been all over the place. And we have a place in Colorado, which is where I actually just got back from. Um, oh. So I'm kind of just like, it's weird. I don't feel like there's one place I can really say I'm 
from. Um, That's what I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the reason I asked you that was because I you don't have a Texas accent, and I used to live yeah. in Texas for like five years. And I lived in Canada. I lived in Pittsburgh. I'm in Miami. I'm like all over and I don't have an accent either, but I'm originally from Texas. So where that's are you what, from in Texas? I'm from Houston. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. so awesome. That's like my neighbor. I know. I <laughs> love Austin. I love it so much. Austin is weird, man. It's in a good way. Like it's so cool. And it's definitely the place to be in terms of like what I do, which is natural medicine. Um, it's the place to be. Everyone here are hippies, but it's cool because we don't like consider ourselves hippies. We just consider like, this is how you're supposed to live life, you know? Well, so, let's keep Austin weird. They have like t-shirts know, right? and stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know what that meant until like moving here. And I'm like, oh, it is weird. Everyone's connected to, they say by like seven degrees, but I swear it's 0.7 degrees. Like you, when you meet someone, you just have to assume that you have mutual friends and that that's how that's a Houston yeah. Houston's like that really? too everyone knows everyone it's so funny like it's so crazy cool. oh my gosh okay <laughs> getting back into things I had to just say that because like I literally love Texas and I need to go to Austin so soon because I miss it but well, please come visit me you know you have someone here to visit when you come <laughs> I honestly am so down I have family there too so like I can oh see goodness, two different please. people yes. <laughs> maybe when COVID gets better I'll come but Okay. So I want to now get a little bit into women's health because this is like the topic that I just feel like no one talks about it. I feel like I have literally no knowledge about this topic at all. And it's such a struggle. Like I'm going to give you a quick little background about what I deal with in terms of like periods and everything, because I literally need help from you. So basically, (laughs) um, I started birth control, the pills when I was a freshman in high school because my period was every two weeks and I wanted to regulate Mm -hmm. it. And I continued doing that until like, I think college, sophomore year, I got an IUD, the copper one, because I was so over the hormones. Basically that was making my period obnoxiously heavy. I was still getting irregular periods. It was crazy. And then I'm back on the pill and I'm just starting getting irregular periods again. And I kind of wanted to like, if anyone else is dealing with what I deal with in terms of just the regular period, just feeling like horrible PMS symptoms, I feel so lethargic, so bloated every month and just really like depressed. Like honestly, right now I've been going through, I call it like my emo phase. Cause I'm just like, so like down all the time with confidence and everything during like the week before. So like, what would you say in terms of like PMS, like helping with regular periods? Like what would you say is the best thing to do in terms of like eating foods? Like I love the cycle thinking you talk about. Yes. Um, wait, I'm sorry. It cut out a little bit. Did you say that you're back on the pill or you're still off the pill? Yeah. So I'm back on the pill. I'm on the lowest dosage and I'm not obsessed with it. Also, I have like a million questions. So I want to talk about the cycles thinking you do. Also, I know you mentioned you are doing, what's the thing that's like, you're not on birth control, but you track it or you, you, what? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about um, that so- too. Yes. Oh my gosh. We can talk about all the things. So that is, um, so natural family planning is, uh, what you would call it. Um, but also the fertility awareness method. So there are two terms that essentially mean the same thing. They're both natural forms of birth control and it's just tracking your cycle through, there are a bunch of ways that you can track your cycle. Um, cycle thinking is a great way using a basal body thermometer to measure your temperature, your basal body temperature every single day. Um, you know, tracking your cervical fluid slash discharge 
and as well as like your cervical position. There's so many ways that you can track like where your body's at in its cycle. And it's awesome. Um, and this is a key information that we're not taught as females ever is that we actually only ovulate for one day of the entire month. Now there is an ovulation quote unquote window. So during that ovulation window is the only time throughout a female cycle that she can get pregnant. And this is just science, like this is facts. And um, there's this window even of like four to five days um, because the four to five days leading up until that one ovulation day, um, sperm can actually live inside of our vagina. So our vaginas are very acidic and any other time of the month, it's too acidic for sperm to live inside. But for those four to five days um, leading up to our uh, ovulation day, our pH levels change within our vagina. And um, between that and the consistency of the cervical discharge, sperm stays alive. And so if it stays alive, um, those few days leading up to ovulation, the idea is that you know the egg fertilizes and you can get pregnant. However, as outside of this window, this small window each month, females can't get pregnant. So, um, and again, it's the female endocrine system and um, the female menstrual cycle. It is, it's complicated, you know, it's, it's complicated. Doctors aren't learning this in medical school. Um, also side note, doctors really only get like a max of 30 minutes uh, to really learn about nutrition and lifestyle. Um, which is insane. And, uh, you know, that's why I went the integrative route, because I was like, there aren't enough people on the integrative side. And I want to learn not only how to heal my body, and how to be able to take care of it for the rest of my life, as well as my children, and my family and my friends, but I need to help other people as well. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, most females aren't taught that. And, you know, that's why I'm a huge advocate for natural family planning and for the fertility awareness method, because, you know, we don't need to, to be on hormonal birth control, whether it's the patch or the IUD or the pill, we don't need to do these things. Um, you know, if a female wants to be on any of these forms of birth control, I am totally for it as long as it's her own decision and that it's a very informed decision because I was not informed of all of the harmful side effects of birth control when I was being put on birth control. And I wasn't, you know, educated that, honestly, I wasn't told anything. I was just prescribed birth control and I hopped on it. And when I came in, you know, saying, hey, I really don't, I'm not sleeping well, my mood's really low, you know, my libido's low, instead of, taking me off the pill and helping me to understand my hormones and to balance out my hormones, they just put me on a lower dosage of birth control. And so, and I still, yeah, and I still didn't feel well. And, you know, for years and years, I've just been diagnosed with like anxiety and depression and insomnia. And with these diagnoses, I've been prescribed medications and those medications made me feel worse. And, they completely ruined my gut and, you know, my liver. And so I, and I shouldn't say they, they completely ruined them um, because I, I've been able to heal my body. And I believe that, I mean, unless there's complete failure of an organ that we can, you know, fix any dysbiosis and any, um, you know, imbalance within the body naturally. But 
yeah, anyway, that's a long, <laughs> I don't even know what the original question was because this is, this is me, Callie. I just get off into random tangents. I swear, like I was actually just on a date and I like not too long ago and I got off into like a tangent on female hormones and then I got into like environmental toxins and how like our liver flush our filters out our blood every six minutes and like I was getting into it and this guy I was like oh my gosh like he's probably gonna think I'm crazy and never gonna want to talk to me again <laughs> that's the funny thing ever that happens but, to me literally same <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm going to talk about what I love and what I'm passionate about and the people who are meant to be there will stick around. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love that's life motto. Um, okay. So I'm going to like ask you a little bit more about, so after you, cause okay, basically I'm on hormonal birth control, want to get off it. So until that point, like if someone's on birth control, birth control or not birth control, what would you say they can do every month to make periods less miserable? Yes, I love that. Um, so seed cycling is fantastic. I always recommend females to seed cycle and that's a part of cycle syncing because cycle syncing is matching up your foods, your seeds, your exercises, your social and interpersonal life in your business life with your cycle. And the idea behind that is that our hormones, they're changing every single day and every single week throughout the month. We cycle on average on a 28 day cycle. Obviously every female is different. Some females are a little bit shorter than that, or maybe a little bit longer. Um, and just to compare that to the male body, the male body, their hormone cycle 24 hours. So in other words, I'm trying to say that females are really cool and our bodies are very intricate. And that is because we procreate life. Males don't do that. So obviously we are going to have a very, um, a much more complicated and complicated does not mean bad. I don't, I want all females to get that out of their heads. Like complicated does not mean bad because I feel like growing up and even like as an adult, it's like, oh, females are crazy because they have these wacky hormones that no one can understand. And it's like, yes, we do have an intricate system, but it's very easy to understand. And it's super empowering to understand where you're at in your cycle. Because for example, when you are in the luteal phase, which which is two weeks, the two weeks leading up to your menstrual cycle, you know exactly how your energy levels are going to be and how you can leverage your exercises in your foods to make yourself feel better. So, you know, during this phase, your energy starts to wind down a little bit and you know that, okay, I'm not going to go push myself in the gym because that's not only is it going to make me feel even more exhausted and experience worse PMS symptoms, but also I'm going to reverse product. Uh, progress that I've done throughout the beginning of the month when it comes to exercising. Um, and that's all of this stuff I break down. I, I, you said that you listened to part one yesterday, but I do have a two part cycle syncing, um, series on my podcast where I really get into like the science and the nerdiness behind like what your hormones are doing throughout each of the four phases and why eating these certain foods and working out like these certain, um, using these certain exercises and workouts really help to balance out your hormones. And it's something as simple as like 
not doing any type of high intensity workout during your menstrual cycle can really go so far as to preventing those bad PMS cramps and the skin issues and all of that stuff. I mean, I have females who will reach out to me and be like, hey, for these four days of my menstrual cycle, I listened to you and instead I just took long walks and I didn't, um, I didn't push myself through a spin class or Pilates or like a weight class. And instead I just walked and I feel calmer, happier. I slept better. And I'm like, boom, that's all you needed to do. It's so simple. Like I'm a huge um, fan of the 80, 20 rule where, you know, 80% of your results are going to come from 20% of what you do. So I give all of the information on how to treat your hormones extra amazing throughout the month. And if all you do is 20% of it, you're still going to feel so amazing. That's so cool. So would you say that when, okay, so if you're, I've heard a myth that if you do high intensity workouts during your period, it can actually lead to more weight gain. Is that true? Yes, that's very true. So doing high intensity workouts during your menstrual cycle actually turns on fat storage. So you will start to retain fat. Yes, I know. I saw your mouth drop. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. And again, we're not taught this anywhere. And, you know, we shouldn't really blame our doctors per se, because they're not learning it either. The matter of a fact is that most studies are done on males up until like recently, most studies have been done on males. So these major diets in these forms of exercise have been, you know, if experimented at all, which not everything is really experimented properly, which I'm actually learning a lot about right now. Um, you know, the best type of experiments are the randomized placebo controlled experiments. And we actually don't really do those a lot. I think it's only about 15% of all you know, case studies um, when it comes to like drugs and pharmaceuticals in the United States are actually like using best evidence from placebo controlled uh, experiments, which is mind boggling if you think about it. Um, But not to add in that most of these experiments have been done and these case studies are done on males. So yeah, we don't really know how females react to these things. And, you know, we are starting to research more and more into like how these fad diets are affecting the female bodies and how these crazy intense workouts are affecting the female bodies. And, you know, it's a super hard mindset shift to think like, okay, whoa, I'm, you know, 20, however years old I am in my whole entire life, I've been taught to just do it and to just crush myself in the gym, to sign up for these you know, sexy, glamorized cycle classes and, you know, these high intensity workouts when I shouldn't be doing these, you know, especially like there are times of the month where we have more energy that we can totally do the higher intensity workouts. Don't get me wrong. If you are a cardio person and you love it, then that's great to do during your follicular phase. Um, But it's definitely not something that we should be doing all month long by any means. There is a window of time that we can do these higher intensity workouts and you know there's also a time of the month where we really shouldn't be doing a lot um so it's really cool to know uh what to do and when to do it and i've felt so much better and more energetic and confident and my libido is higher i sleep like a baby now which is amazing i 
pretty much accepted that I was going to have sleep issues for the rest of my life. And I sleep so amazing now. I fall asleep like this and I stay asleep. Like nothing wakes this girl up. Like she is in bed. Um, so it's, it's awesome. Like the female body is so beautiful and I have really loved learning about it. And I've loved even more teaching other females about it because I can't tell you how many people I talk to like you who have their own hormone story. Like 95% of females have a hormone story and it's not good, you know? So, um, and those other 5% are very lucky because they probably have some hippie moms who are going, (laughs) who are teaching them how their bodies work and therefore we're never on hormonal birth control and, you know, have their hormones in check and yeah so um it's really cool and I I can't wait well well hold up I can wait to have children but I'm (laughs) excited to have girls and to teach them how their amazing bodies work and to have sons and teach them how the female body works and that they need to really respect females yes yes love it okay I have one more question for you I know you have to run soon Okay. Quickly, what is the best kind of food to eat on your period? Oh, um, I mean, there's no like one best food I would say, but I, I would love to get some like really good basics. So, um, we're losing a lot of iron during our menstrual cycle because we're bleeding. So we're losing a lot of blood, we're losing a lot of iron. So replacing the iron and, um, aside from iron, you're just, you're losing a lot of vitamins and minerals. And I don't want to give anything away, but I am, I've been creating a, an amazing, um, vitamin and mineral blend for the last like eight or so months. Yes, I know. Oh my God. And I'm very excited. I'm right now. I mean, I've been testing out the blends and changing things throughout the last eight months and testing it on myself. Um, it's so funny. Like I feel like all these other supplements are like, tested on animals or tested on like other people. And I'm like, I am my own guinea pig. It's all been tested on me. You guys can trust me. (laughs) Um, But that will be released soon. And it's just, it will be um, a supplement to help females replenish and restore their bodies with everything that is depleted. Everything from your menstrual bleed to, you know, being on hormonal birth control to even just stress, because stress depletes a lot of vitamins and minerals from our body. So, um, you know, back to your question on like what to do during the menstrual phase, definitely make sure you are restoring your body with the vitamins and minerals that are being depleted while you are bleeding. Um, For my vegans out there, I say this is a great time to eat the seaweed and the nori and um, a lot of those very mineral rich, iron rich um, foods as well as I have liquid iron that I take, um, and I'll take that as well as like a good, you know, multivitamin that I'm trying not to like leak like too much information about myself, but I take my supplement. Um, and you'll also want to be eating a lot of like grounding foods. Now this is a time that we are very inward and, um, you know, we're kind of moving slower and we're, we don't have as much energy. So a lot of like nice and grounding, nourishing foods are great. Um, they're comforting for the digestive system. They're easier to digest than like cold raw food. Um, and then I really love eating beets during my menstrual cycle. That's a great food for your menstrual cycle. It's also beets are just loaded with a bunch of nutrients and they're also great for the liver. So I love beets for 
all of the month, um, but especially during my menstrual cycle. And um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, you know, I'm a huge proponent for seed cycling. So during your menstrual cycle, you should be having your tablespoon of ground sunflower seed. Oh, I'm sorry, your tablespoon of ground flaxseed and a tablespoon of ground pumpkin seed um, every single day to really help balance out your hormones. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I love making my like vegan pumpkin chili during my menstrual phase just making a big batch of it. Um, it's loaded with like kidney beans, which is great. Um, you know, I, I put kale in there. I put shiitake mushroom in there. I put my, um, my seaweed in there. So just a bunch of really great things that help nourish your body during the menstrual phase. And again, like I always, <laughs> I always stress that you should lower your stress during this phase because you, I mean, you should always be working on stress reduction, but especially during this phase, because, you know, it's an, it's an inward time and our body is shedding its lining. So it's a time to really just like reflect on your month thus far and kind of, you know, shed anything that doesn't suit you in terms of like relationships and friendships and in your work life, like kind of letting go whatever you need to let go of. That's amazing. I'm fully going to make your chili. Also, side note, I listened to, I told you I listened to part one of your podcast. Also, everyone, listen to our podcast. It's fire. It's so good. I'm going to binge all of the other episodes like on my walks this week, but I went and bought seaweed crisps. Oh my goodness. I wanted a snack. I wanted to eat seaweed as my snack. I love that. It's good. I love snacking on seaweed. It's like so good. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so funny how like how different I am. And like when I was younger, I mean, seaweed was not my choice of snack. Let's just say that. But like now I like crave seaweed. I'm like, hmm, I like this new me. Girl, I literally had a phase like a month ago when I only consumed miso soup and had seaweed in it. I'd load the seaweed in the soup and just eat like the seaweed. Yes. For like so good every meal because that's not healthy, but like at least one meal a day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. We can munch on some seaweed together when I come to Miami. Yes, and when I come to Austin. Oh my goodness. I feel like I could talk to you for probably like five hours, but I know you have to run. So uh, I know we'll have to do a part two if your followers like this. Let's do a part two for sure, because oh my goodness, I'm so excited. But where can everyone find you? Yes. Um, so I'm pretty much on like all social media, like TikTok, Pinterest, um, and even Twitter, like everything. But my main, like the best way to like connect with me is definitely through Instagram. And in my Instagram bio, I also have links to my website, my podcast. My website is being updated right now with um, transferred over to Shopify so I can you know, host all of the products and services that I'll be selling. Um, I'm also taking females on one-on-one -on -one for their hormone healing, health coaching, um, and integrative health practitioner appointments, as well as cycle syncing um, consultations, where I help females develop a customized plan to help them cycle sync with their unique cycle, because everyone is so unique throughout the month. And yeah, there's a whole lot of things going over at the Maddie Miles HQ every day is so different, um, but I, I love it all. And I love the most connecting with, you know, my followers. So 
Yeah, people can follow me on Instagram and send me an Instagram DM or like I love when people post on their stories that they're listening to like my podcast or something like that. So if anyone's listening to our podcast right now, throw it up on your stories. That's a great way for me to see you and to connect with you. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to to just be in a, a source of information and light and positivity for anyone. So I, it's an honor every single day I wake up and I feel so grateful. Aw, you're like the sweetest ever. I like need to meet you in person so bad. Aww. It's crazy. <laughs> I'll be in Miami in like a month. So we actually then, yeah. <gasps> okay, we have to hang out. We have to get. Yes, coffee. my mom is. My mom got an Airbnb in Miami for all of February and March. So I'm gonna go visit her, and so Wait. I'd love to see you. Is that why you messaged me about things to do? Yes, I was like, I need to like plan out all of my eating spots. <laughs> okay, well, I, I, I know like a million places, so we'll have to go because I, I go to, yes. I seriously live in like vegan coffee shops. Like that's all I do. Is that's go amazing. To <laughs> okay, here. I knew you were my girl. I knew it. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, well, I am so, so happy you're on the podcast. Thank you a million times over. Oh my gosh, of course the best um and yeah well i will let you go but thanks again and have a great day of course <laughs> bye. bye before you go make sure you are subscribed to my podcast leave a review hopefully it's five stars i hope you loved it and as always feel free to message me on either the sweaty sesh or i'm sweaty and i know it on instagram Let me know how you liked this episode and I will see you queens so soon. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and stay sweaty. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.